What is up, crypto fam? Welcome back to Sin City Crypto. It's your favorite co-host here, David, fixing the mic arm and coming at you live from Global Studios in Sin City, Nevada with another one of our live shows kicking off the week strong. Before we get into content, do your own research. We ain't advisors of finances, right? What? We ain't advisors of finances. <laughs> with that being said, I know you didn't miss him as much as you missed me over the weekend, but... Still got to put up. Why you this. sound so tired, bro? Because he's the co-host with me of Cincinnati. Drink that coffee, man. Let me introduce you to your friend, my friend Robin. What's up? Hola, it's your boy, Big Rob, back in the house. Welcome to Cincinnati Crypto. If you're not familiar, entertainment-focused cryptocurrency channel. Take the old, boring, stale information, package it up in a fun and sexy way, just like your boy. Quick shout out to Global Media. They help us broadcast to other channels than just YouTube. And then, if you didn't already know, we also do deep dives, not just live streams. Mm-hmm. Just the live stream, though. Check out the deep dives. Mm-hmm. And then, we're a young and growing channel. If you ain't already subscribed, what's wrong with you? What's wrong? If you ain't already hit the like button, what the hell is wrong with you? What the hell? Wrong? Hit that like button. I know you haven't done it yet because we're not at max likes yet. And then uh, hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our content in the future. David. Yes. How you feeling, baby? Great. Yeah? Excellent. Did you, you, you got the coffee in you? The you, want, you want a Red Bull? You want a Red Bull? No, I actually already had a Red Bull. Quick shout out. Russell Stereo 2 Chef. Garrett, welcome back, my friends. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Today's content is great. We're starting off with our hot day. Then... The talking points finishing off with the market analysis. Now, the winner is Sean in here. Sean, if you're in here, say hello. Sean was the winner of our blockchain parlay last week. Congratulations, my friend. Please confirm that you have received your Cardano in your wallet. Uh, picks are already in for this week's blockchain parlay. Make sure you guys come back Friday for the results and to start the new week of the parlay. With that being said, let's not waste any time. I want to talk about Bitcoin real quick. And where's Bitcoin at? And I want to show you guys a chart. <clears throat> Pull up my laptop here. This is a chart of balance that is held on exchanges for Bitcoin. Orange represents the uh, balances on the exchange and the white line represents the price. You can see here, this in the beginning of this chart here is October of 2018. We are at the lowest levels of amount of Bitcoin that is held on exchanges since 2018. And you can see how this correlates with the price. Typically, when the exchanges drop, when the balance on the exchanges drops, the price of Bitcoin tends to go up. We are at three-year, four-year low, almost three-and-a-half-year lows. Is this bullish for Bitcoin? Does well, it matter? I mean, if you look at if you look at the chart, so it, it has, the lows were at the, were at the bottom of, the bear market for the last cycle so if we're at the same area as far as percentages uh then are we at the bottom of the bear market right now uh because at that point in 2018 it was another almost two years before it came out of the bear market so actually let's let's reference that real quick robin so here i have a chart pulled up it shows you since 2013 the rate of return for Bitcoin per month. So you can see here, this is a 2018 right here. We can see in October, we were down 4.6%, followed by a 30% drop in November and then a 6% drop in December. We didn't really recover until February of 2019. 
And even then, we were kind of still in a bear market. But this is some reference. So what do you think now that you've seen this chart, Robin? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I, we are in a, a bear market and I, I, it's funny. I keep watching other YouTube channels for reference sometimes, see what the competition is doing. And I would Some say 80%, 80% like of 80% of content creators are still in this narrative that uh, we're about to come out of this, uh, like tomorrow or something. Now I do forecast we're going to get, you know, even in the bear market, in the past two years ago, uh, you had pumps and then retracement and pumps and retracement, but you never left that that zone. So when Bitcoin went from twenty thousand and it dipped down to eight, you know it'd go down to six thousand, up to seven, it hit nine thousand, back down to five, uh, and it just kind of bounced around there for almost two years. So, you know, do I think I do I think there's money to be made? Uh, as far as in the short term, possibly, uh, but I think right now is more a of a uh, pack your bags. You know, start start stuffing the portfolio, start picking up some things at a discount that you maybe weren't able to get before. So um, that's the way. That's my strategy. Now, uh, nobody really knows what's going to happen. Uh, and if somebody sit here and tells you dates and things are going to come out and this event's going to fundamentally change. I, I don't see anything outside of a Bitcoin spot ETF to bring any like big movement into the market. Uh, if you look at the coin market cap, for example, David, uh, you'll see that the uh, the volume right now is is pretty low. So for Bitcoin uh, or for the whole market? For the market. So the trading volume, just not a lot of people in comparison to where we were. There's not a lot of people trading crypto. We're at, 60, we're at 67 billion. 67 billion dollars in volume. What was the uh what was the height of November uh when we were hitting all time highs? It it was probably uh you got the pull up your laptop. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't think they have a chart for this one. Yeah just just at the at the top all you gotta do is click it. Yeah I did. Yeah okay, here we are. And then just put it on uh one year. But the, this isn't on the left. Go, go. There's, there's all the little times down. Yeah, right, right, up. No, up, right, right there. There it is. Yeah. So there you can see the volume. This is market cap, not volume. Oh, that's market cap. Oh, actually, yeah, industrial volume. So where do you want to look? November. November, we were at 118 billion in volume traded. This was November 8th. That was actually uh was that the all time high? No, we did we did reach as high as uh hundred and seventy eight billion dollars in volume traded. So sixty seven billion is is pretty low. And and just like it you kind of use the same principle for when you're you know, like looking at single assets as far as uh the the movement. So with, with volume, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna look into a project and invest, uh, if there's a lack of volume, there's a smaller chance for for gains. There's smaller chance for it to pump. Uh, same time, kind of in the, the opposite direction, smaller chance for it to take a big dip. Uh, so that's kind of how the market is. And so traditionally, the more volume you have, the more people that are trading, more people that are excited, people that are buying and selling, trying to make money. Uh, so with the volume being down, it's just another indicator that uh, the bear market is 
probably here. Well, it is here. It is it's here. just probably going to probably going to stretch out for a little while. So a uh, great opportunity to buy. Uh, if you are into crypto and you're watching YouTube shows like ourselves uh, and you're really trying to research and trying to figure out where to move uh, some of your money or assets, uh, this is the time to do it. Because when you're at work and everybody's talking about crypto and your friends and family are like messaging you, uh, at that time, it, it, that's usually when you're starting to peak and you know you don't want you don't want to get it when you peak so all the money is made uh the millionaires are made the portfolios are 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 are, are set in the bear market now so this is you 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 are in the right spot so uh find yourself fortunate uh and you know just dollar cost average into your product with projects because it's easy it's easy when you, when you're making money you can move something from something a little bit more speculative you can move some of the gains from a smaller project and you can start moving around to other things and diversify. But in the bear market, you don't have this inflow of like profits that you can move around. So now, now is the time where you got to allocate some of your income and none of this uh, financial advice, but you got to allocate some of your income and dollar cost average. You know, if, if you have a thousand or a hundred dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is, you take your budget and you just dollar cost average in. And then in two years, if if it's the same cycle as before in two years or a year and a half, uh, you're gonna be sitting pretty, man. I, that's where the money's at. Simon, what's up, my man? What's Let's up, bring Simon? some energy, bro. This is this is like doom and gloom in here today, bro. Si- who's hey. psyching? I don't know. Hey, um, forgot to mention one of my my our new favorite uh, little things that we got going on here. When we get to 15 viewers today, we are gonna open up the club, baby. You know, traditionally Mondays haven't been that juicy for us. Mondays, uh, you, Mondays, people are, uh, you know, not, not, not too happy to get the day started. And, uh, we usually have low viewership on Monday. So, uh, last Friday we cleared the 15 viewer, uh, uh, threshold and we opened up the club. It was a good time. We even had uh stereo two in here bumping around with the music. So, uh, uh, anyways, we're going to set it at 15 again. Hopefully we can, uh, get this party started cause we need to get into that Vegas party, baby. We're trying to get juicy up in here. Yeah. Um, I was going to say there, something. There was a uh interesting price dump yesterday on Bitcoin too. Did you see that? No. We were yesterday during the daytime mid-afternoon, uh we were sitting at 38,000, over 38,000. I thought we were we were making a good headway uh into maybe the $40,000 Bitcoin. We had a big pullback. Uh dropped all the way down to like 35,000. Oh yeah, right here. Yeah, it was just a big sell off. I I don't know oh, if was it was uh manipulation by whales or if it was more liquidation from uh, over leveraged people or maybe a combination of both. I didn't see any news corresponding to it. So, uh, I don't know, really interesting. So, I'm just looking at the chart here. Here, there's the 4-hour chart. You said yesterday? Yeah, you see that see that uh, that big the red candle there? Yeah. Yeah. This is around midnight. Oh shit! We made some oh. movement. What's Bitcoin at right now? Thirty-eight five, thirty-eight six. Look at that! Yeah, man. yeah. That's a that's that's the highest. Look, that's the that's the highest candle since. Uh, what's the what's the big? Yeah, I remember this is a four hour chart. Yeah, I get that, but like, still, look at that. We yeah. just it's been a lot of four hours. Yeah, we're we're right there because I mean that's a candle wick there. What was it like? That yeah, doesn't count. Two weeks ago. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying like see the see right this one. Yeah. No, 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 a little right here. Yeah, that one. Yep. So we're about to clear that, and then that'll be uh, the high since the big dip that we had it's right here. Yeah. So uh, if you, hey, look January at that, look, higher highs, higher lows, 
over the uh, the last like week and a half. We need to see a few of them though. And so I mean, it's it's a good trajectory. So if you if you are looking to uh, to take some profits here uh, in the near term, you might be in a good position because it looks like the market's trending up. So uh, I mean, right we'll now see. I'm in the hodl mentality, but it's all about sustaining. You know, hey, because. Right? It can touch forty, but if it can't stay over forty, doesn't doesn't really matter. So, right. are you gonna touch and stay, or are you gonna touch and go? Touch and stay. That's right. All right, let's go down to our very first segment. We like to call mucho caliente hot take. It's hot. Ooh, that's fire, baby. Here is the hot take for today. What will the NFT space look like in six months? What will it look like? Robin, I'll let you go first on this one. So for me, well, I'm not, I'm not the big NFT guru. I respect the space. I see a lot of potential. Uh, I think NFTs are in its infancy. Uh, and there was undoubtedly a lot of hype behind NFTs. Uh, whether or not it's sustainable in the long term, uh, there is no doubt in my mind that NFTs is here to stay for eternity. That's right. And uh, it is a space that's just going to continue to grow. Uh, with that said, it is also a new space. And with every new frontier, when there is a ton of interest and a lot of FOMO and a lot of different companies and people coming in and all kinds of press behind it, uh, they always have a pullback. Always. And if you look at Bitcoin, you look at any cryptocurrency, every time something pumps up like crazy, we all know, we all know it. You look at the chart, you see that big parabolic rise. What happens on the back end? We all understand it. So yeah, you know it's coming. In my in my opinion, I think six months because we've had about a six month run on NFTs. Uh, so I I think we might have another month, maybe two months of NFT growth, uh, or just at least kind of sideways movement. And then I think I think there's going to be a big pullback. You're going to shake out a lot of these crap projects. Uh, blue chips are not going anywhere. So if you're invested in NFTs, you got some solid projects with big communities that have great fundamentals that people can recognize. Uh, I think you're in a comfortable spot. I would expect a uh, pullback on the price, though. Uh, they, I don't think it's sustainable. I know the, like, let's just say uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club, uh, it's still going to be number one or at least maybe number two on what it, what it uh, takes back from price. But there's going to be a pullback on that, too. I mean, yeah, there has to it's be. not, not going to be like a big discount. You're not going to all of a sudden find a board eight for a thousand dollars. No. But, you know, for the where it is, the floor price is what, like three hundred thousand dollars, something like that. One hundred and seventeen Ethereum. 117 Ethereum. So 200 something thousand dollars. So uh, I, I do, I, I could see that pulling back uh, maybe to like 80,000, 90, or maybe 100,000. But listen, bro. Other than that, I don't, I don't know. NFT land, we don't talk in dollar value. We talk in Ethereum. Well, your boy all about the cashola. I'm so about right that now, money. So, you know, for me, and uh, hi, Olga, uh, welcome to the chat. 117 Ethereum right now is a $314,000. But I definitely see a pullback. But I think we're going to see more adoption of NFTs into the just a general crypto space. You're going to be able to borrow against it. You're going to be able to lend your NFTs out, the value of your NFTs. There's an article in here <clears throat> that we're going to talk about. People are starting to use their NFTs as collateral to get mortgages for virtual, uh, virtual uh, realty, virtual property in the metaverse. And I do agree. I, you know, people say we're in a bubble. We are in a bubble. 
there are so many projects that are launching that are either cash grabs, rug pulls. Once the bubble pops, all those will go bye-bye. The blue chips will stay, and then you'll continue to build on that. I'm hoping for a little more <clears throat> stringent rules to not let just anyone launch an NFT line or, or have some sort of verification process where the developers or the creators or the uh, marketing team, their docs, you know who they are. That way, it's, it's less likely that you are going to get a lot of these rug pulls. But if you're going to invest in NFTs, <clears throat> look at things like what's the team behind it? What kind of utility does it have? Does it have a utility token? Does it allow you membership, different perks, or is it just a profile pick? Uh, is it going to be used in the metaverse? Is it going to be used in play-to-earn games? And then also look at how many holders versus how many items. So if we compare, if we look at the Bored Apes, you can see here, there's 10,000 items, but there's 6,200 owners. This is a great ratio. Anything over 55% is a great ratio. When you look at projects that have 10,000 items and only 3,000 or 3,200 unique owners, it's typically not a good thing, right? And that's what holds the price back. I mean, you look at something like Subdux, which, which I hold personally, and what's holding that back from, from you know, absolutely exploding in price is the amount of owners relative to how many items are in the collection. When you look at stuff like Bored Apes, you look at Doodles, you look at, um, what's the other one? Cool Cats. Those all have over 55% ratio of holders to items in the collection. So when you're parking your money in NFTs or you're looking to invest in NFTs, you might have to spend a little more money, but you can feel comfortable knowing you're in a solid project. And that's going to be very important in the next six months because the NFT bubble will burst. It will burst. But if you have your money in blue chip top projects with great teams behind it, just like a bear market in crypto, same thing with these NFTs, you'll be fine. So that's my two cents. Well, you, you got to think about it. If, when you, you have... are you going to buy your first NFT, bro? I don't know, man. Come on, man. So if, you, if you have, let's say, for example, you have one Bitcoin. James, what's and, up, bro? What up, James? Uh, so let's just say, for example, you got one Bitcoin uh, and you have, you got something, you got some, uh, some money issues pop up. And you need, you need, you don't want to, you don't want to liquidate your whole Bitcoin. So you sell a uh, 0.2, you sell a quarter of your Bitcoin and you take profits. Now, if you have one NFT, then you don't have that option. You can either sell the NFT or you can keep it. You can't, you can't just like sell 25% of it. Like you can't Bitcoin. Uh, so if you have one of one, you have a less chance of selling it basically. But now if your portfolio is you have five of the same NFT line, then you need to take some profits or you need to need to pull some money out. You sell two of them or three of them. Uh, so that's kind of the whole premise of what David was saying is that if you have less owners that hold multiple, then at that point, uh, it's it's not as likely to have big sell-offs. So. Yeah, because then you get a bunch of these whales that are holding, you know, two, three hundred, four hundred at a time. And then they'll start dumping 10, 15 at a time into the market. It'll drive the price down. It kind of plateaus. That, that's kind of what happened with the ducks. But just some uh, points of reference for you guys. If you're NFT fans or planning on investing in NFTs, invest in blue chips. Look at the ratio of holders to assets and you should be good. All right. Let us move on. Oh, okay. So when are you going to buy your first NFT, Robin, before I move on? I don't know. I I'm waiting for the uh, NFT bear market. Let me ask you this question. So when the NFT bear market comes and things are on discount, because right now I still think everything's overvalued. 
and I don't spend enough time researching to to find the gems for the small projects. Uh, so for it's me, harder finding NFT gems than it so is. So for me, you know, I'm so freaking busy with this show that like I I literally don't have time to do extra research in NFTs. Like you're the NFT guy, like that's your category. So for me. I don't want to pull the trigger on something when I think the market is overvalued. I find that the time to enter is in the bear market. Uh, I, we just need to identify when the bear market is for the NFTs. Uh, when that happens, NFT, yeah. I'll, but here's the thing. N- NFT market cycles are like weeks. But no, no. Here's the thing. There's never been a cycle. NFTs well, just there started. Cycles. Yeah, no, no, no. There's ups and downs in the market, but there hasn't been a prolonged bear market in, in the NFT the, cycle. Here's the great thing about NFTs, right? Is when, you're right? <laughs> he's like under the desk um here's the great thing about nfts right is when the crypto markets are down and the price of ethereum's down people buy those buy ethereum at a discounted rate and then go buy those nfts right and then when the markets are up people are also buying nfts because they're making money in their crypto portfolio so that's the benefit nfts have but here's the thing there's no historical data on nfts it's a brand new uh, asset class basically they've been so, around for a few years like but nothing like no, no, yeah they, like option wise yeah, yeah there's they literally have not been around for a few years. The, the technology has but nobody was fomoing in and dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars on crypto uh nft jpegs basically and so now we're in a spot where we don't this is a new asset class we don't we don't know what it's going to do and so if you can't correlate it with anything else, because it would be like trying to trying to figure out what Bitcoin is in 2012 and when it's going to crash or, or rise, like there's no historical data. So there's nothing to go on. So, I mean, it'll unfold and then and then we'll realize kind of what what it likes to move with, how how it acts. But right now, I mean, there's going to be a pullback and that's just what I'm waiting for. And whether or not it's now or, you know, a couple months or maybe even a couple of years, who knows? But so. Uh, Sivan said, have you seen the Bitcoin flower NFT? I have not. We'll check um, it out though. Yeah. What's, is that, is that what it is? Is it uh BTC flower? No, it's not. And guys, we need to get to 15 viewers in the chat so we can open up the club. Listen, we're hesitating. Everybody's hesitating. If you guys, I want to know if you guys have any NFTs. First, I want to know if you're a fan of NFTs. What do you think about them? Second, let me know if you're holding any NFTs. And then Robin, I'm asking one more question before I move on. When you finally acquire your first NFT, is it going to be through a mint or are you going to buy in the secondary market? I don't know yet, but whatever, what I do know is whatever NFT I do buy, I'm going to take that JPEG and I'm going to screen print it onto a t-shirt and then I'm going to walk around with it and it's going to be a one-on-one t-shirt too, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, Ooh, Simon said he's got a couple crypto kitties. There you go. There is 2 million items. Holy shit. What do you mean? There is two well, here. Crypto kitties right here. Two million items. That that is absurd. That's absolutely absurd. Um, let's see uh let's see what the price is. One point five, three thousand, four thousand, shit. Yeah. Which ones do you, uh, Simon? Which, which crypto kitties do you on? We'll, we'll, we'll take a look at them on air. Let us know. All right, we're going to move on to our very next article. Our, article. Our very next segment. We are going to talk talking points. The chitta chatta. Let's go ahead and roll. All right. You saw this in the 
in the title and you saw it in the thumbnail, this is what we're talking about. There's two articles talking about this legal tender, Bitcoin U.S. State Senator introduces bill to make Bitcoin legal tender in Arizona. Uh, a bill introduced in Arizona would make Bitcoin legal tender in the state in the unlikely event that the legislation passes and the law goes into effect. It seeks to amend the list of accepted legal tender to include Bitcoin, which means a cryptocurrency would be accepted for the payment of debt, public charges, taxes, and other dues. Now, here's the thing you got to keep in mind. The U.S. Constitution does not allow individual states to create their own legal tender. But... You know, I'm gonna read the uh, I'm gonna read the next article because it's essentially the same thing, and then we'll kind of talk about it at the same time. Uh, this next article talks about a Texas governor candidate, Don Hufines. Don Hufines. How do you how do you say that last name? You're from Texas, Huffins, Huffines. Huff, okay, uh, Texas Huffines. <laughs> you, you say you're from Texas, like there's a different language down there. Texas, like uh, I'm yeah, from so, Texas, uh, so. There, there, there's my uh, southern accent, you guys. You're welcome. Uh, Texas Governor candidate Don Huffin said he is, quote, committed to making Texas the citadel for Bitcoin and has released a plan detailing the effort. Uh, said Texas needs to lead the nation in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency adoption, not only by acknowledging, supporting, and promoting the industry, but by also using our natural resources and the power of our state to legitimize Bitcoin as a store of value, medium of exchange, and unit of account. And he also talks about establishing the Bitcoin and Cryptocurrency Policy Commission, which will be tasked with identifying the utility of currencies that can be recognized as accepted Texas currency. Okay, so the previous article talked about the Constitution not allowing states to have do legal tender changes on their own. But we all know there's always loopholes. There's loopholes to every tax law. There's loopholes to every sector, to every whatever you want to say. And if they really wanted to, I'm sure they can find a freaking loophole. To me, just the fact that there are people thinking about this and talking about this is extremely bullish to me. Robin, what do you think? Did you say that you can find a loophole in the Constitution? That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> like, literally, is Listen, the foundation. There's a way these politicians. It's literally the right, foundation right. of where all all laws and bills are created are off of the uh, Bro, piggyback you know, off of the Constitution. You know, the Constitution so is. You cannot being create a law that goes day. against the Constitution. It's what it's called unconstitutional. And if you do propose a bill, then and it becomes unconstitutional, that can be challenged and brought up to the Supreme Court, which in turn, if it is unconstitutional, they will shoot it down. There has been nothing but a history of events throughout the U.S. Uh, timeline that has had time after time when one state decides to do something rogue and create some law, and it gets to the U.S. Constitution, or it gets to you know? the, it gets to the uh, U.S. Supreme Court, and they're just like, uh, what, "What are you guys doing?" Constitution's about? a lie. Guys talking okay, so here, here's the thing. So hold on, wait, here's my, real quick, real quick. What, what do you got? You know what surprised me is that I'm surprised that Republicans are more crypto friendly than Democrats are. That's because Republicans are more or more economic centric they're more more business savvy uh and democrats are more democrats are generally more for the people and that's what i'm saying and crypto is for the people so why the fuck no so many no the premise of crypto is it's another financial tool it's another it's for the people it's it's to make let's not kid ourselves in the eyes of the government it's to make money for lawmakers it's to make money 
You, we're, we're not, they're not trying to pass laws and do regulation to make the life of the end of, you know, to make the life of a, a middle-class person a little easier. They look at it like you've already got bank account. You already, you can already go get, you know, financial services, however you want. Yeah. It's cheaper, more efficient, but they, you know what I'm saying? The politicians don't look at it that way. They're like, Hey, we can make some money off of this. Where's my kickbacks? Uh, I need some money for my, uh, I need some money for, for my campaign, things of that crap. So anyways, now, you know what? So I, I was talking about this uh, on on the live show, the Friday night live show. But here, here's here's a comparison that I, that I, that I put together. Okay, remember remember uh, was it like two years ago or three? No, no. Whenever the hell Trump got in office, there was this big narrative that California was going to go and become its own uh, its own country. Remember that crap? Yeah. yeah. How funny is that, first it's of all? Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That Could you imagine hilarious. like reading that in a history book like your kids? They're like, they're like, what? California did try to do what? Like, it was such a waste of time. Like, we know California, you weren't gonna become your own country. Let's let's be let's be real. US won't gonna let that happen. Well, they are the seventh largest economy they, yes. in the in the world. Even more, even more ammunition for the fact that the US isn't gonna let their number one student go out and create their own country. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're the ones that bring in the cashola, baby. And so it'd be like liquidating your Bitcoin if you're uh, if, if that's your number one holding in your portfolio. Now, so waste of time. They put all this time and effort proposing bills and lobbying, doing this for what? For a mute point, for something that ha- that everybody knew wasn't going to pass. And it's the same thing. Like, why is Arizona like? I'm a I'm all about crypto. I want it to succeed, but let's be realistic. Arizona ain't going to all of a sudden, you know, have Bitcoin as legal tender. Why not? Texas says it because it's unconstitutional. Now, here's the thing. Now, if you want to make Bitcoin a legal tender, which it will, it will become that eventually here in this country. It just, you know, not any time in the, in the near, in the near term, but it has to come from the federal level. This is the feds. The, the U.S. government is the one that, that makes the monetary policy. They're the ones that print money. The states aren't printing money. There's no, there's no like money printers. It's all done by the government, and then they issue it out to the states. And that's, that's, it goes from top down. You can't just all of a sudden be like, you know what? Your boy is going to print out some uh, Arizona donkey coin. Like, now, I don't know. Arizona donkey coin? Donkey coin. Oh, I said donkey coin. I was like, what the fuck is donkey coin? You know, because I mean, what, what's yeah, the I stop? Mean, what's the stop Arizona from making a meme coin? That that's the whole premise behind it. And it, and then in, when they created the the constitution and they had that in there, it was so that way. You know, at the time there was no cryptocurrency, obviously, but it was like you know Arizona Arizona cash. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, it ain't gonna happen. You ain't gonna do no Arizona cash. It's Arizona the same cash. thing. Like, yeah. Well, you know what? I think they would, Arizona would call it like the Coyote coin. What do you think? Yeah, Coyote I coin. Just, I think I just think it's bullish that the conversation is started, right? Eventually, you start talking about it, and then more people start talking about it, and then other people see it, they start talking about it. And next thing you know, we get a president that is crypto friendly that will say, "You know what? We're going to make Bitcoin legal tender in the U.S. of A., the number one economic powerhouse in the entire world." And next thing you know, we're sitting at a two hundred fifty thousand dollars Bitcoin. Thank you, future president, who is very crypto friendly. But here's the thing: like, why not have dual uh, dual currencies? There's lots of countries in the world that have dual currencies that that offer two different have dual currencies. citizenship. Let's bring dual. Yeah. So you know, why not have the dollar? Don't you know? It, it's still the 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 world reserve currency for now. And then just 
Just add Bitcoin to it. Give your man some options. Let's, let's take over the market. Let's be front and center the leaders of this movement. And we all understand the economic prosperity that can be achieved through blockchain and cryptocurrency. Why not get ahead of the game? You know, just tag Bitcoin in there. And uh, yeah, that's it. So look at And James made a good point. He said, uh, look at the growing number of younger people entering politics. They, for the most part, in support of crypto. It's coming for sure. The combo has started. Yes, James, I 100% agree. That's why we need limits. If you're over the age of 70 or you can't put two sentences together, you shouldn't be able to run for president. Can you imagine if Biden gets reelected? He'll be president at 80, was it, 84, 88 years old. That is absurd, man. I'm not even joking, but until Biden was like 30 years old and he first got into office, the dollar was still backed by gold. <laughs> like, like, that dude, he's like, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, what do you di- mean digital, 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 digital cash? You know, there's people who actually believe. I had a conversation with. Oh, this is real. I already know where you're going with this. Back I had a con- back by gold still. I had a conversation with one of my brother's friends. For 10 minutes, I am trying to explain to the guy how the dollar is no longer backed by gold. And he's sitting there. Well, what is it backed by? I was like, exactly. Fiat currency. Exactly. By the full faith and trust in the government. He goes, no, it's backed by gold. I'm like, I'm like, here, look, here's one article. Here's two. He goes, yeah, but they could be wrong. I'm like, okay, you can't fucking. It could be wrong. huh? Dollar is not backed by shit. Nothing. That's why they need to. That's why it's called fiat currency. You need to teach economics and finance in school. So that way, if you don't go to college and you go out in the real world, you have a basic understanding of how the economy works. Because what happens if you go, you graduate school at 18, you go to college, you acquired a bunch of debt, and then you go get your first job and you make $100,000 a year. Like, how do you money manage with no experience and no education? You're just thrown to the wolves, and then all of a sudden you're just watching YouTube you videos. Like, credit. you're like on YouTube, like, what's a derivative? <laughs> like, honestly. Like we should know what derivatives are. We should know what 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 um, stocks and, and stocks mutual are, funds, mutual funds, four hundred one k. Robin, when, when was the first time you learned about credit and how important it was to your just your life in general? Uh, I learned when I kept getting repeated phone calls from collections <laughs> agencies. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I actually got to pay this back. <laughs> uh, by the time you learn, it's usually too late. You've already yeah, got credit, but. So- and and now, you know, if they do start teaching financial literacy, crypto and blockchain should 100% be part of that education and that yeah. conversation with our kids. It's so. such a fundamental piece of, of your development. That's why, that's why I love what LeBron James did with his school in Ohio. They funded a, a, a pilot education course for cryptocurrency to teach the younger generation about crypto, about blockchain technology, about fintech. I think that needs to be seen throughout the entire country, not just in one school, in one area, in one city. So I think moving forward, hopefully we will see more of that. If not, you just come to Sin City Crypto. We'll give you everything you need. Yeah, All right. right. We're moving on. We're staying on the U.S., but we're moving on to Senator. U.S. lawmakers have been loading up on Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano, says the report. According to a recent report by Unusual Whales, a platform that tracks unusual market activity. More Congress members seem to already be taking positions in the wider crypto industry. 
Washington made a total of 25 direct trades across 12 different cryptocurrencies. Surprisingly, Bitcoin, which has been the biggest punch bag in the crypto lineup, was the most traded asset with filings showing Senator Cynthia Loomis purchased roughly $100,000 worth of Bitcoin between 2013 and 2021. Very, very smartly. And a couple of um, senators, congresspeople that they have here, Alabama Representative Barry Moore, Hoarded Cardano worth $45,000 and up to fifteen k in Ethereum. Then you have Representative Mark Green, who was the first lawmaker to disclose his crypto investments, bought BAT, CeeLo in March of 2021 before adding XLM, Chainlink, Dogecoin, Ethereum Classic, and EOS in April. So out of these guys, who's got the better portfolio right now? Is it Mark Green, Barry Moore, or Cynthia Loomis? Who's Cynthia got, Loomis has who's got the most Bitcoin? Cynthia Loomis. There you go. Well, assuming. She bought, she started buying in 2013. That's crazy. I dig it. Oh, and Senator Pat Toomey bought $30,000 worth of Bitcoin. And a lot of these politicians are also investing in Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which is a indirect way to get exposure to Bitcoin. So this is not a surprise to me. I mean... I mean, they have so much investment in stocks already, so it's just another it's another diversification yeah, in the in the before people start diversifying. Yeah, well, it's just another part of the portfolio. And it would surprise me if they were all in and they had no other investment anywhere else. But you got to think, a lot of these politicians have diverse investments, a big wide array of portfolio assets that include stocks, real estate, and yeah, I'm not surprised a lot of them are dabbling in crypto. I mean, they, they're the ones that make policies. They see, they see article after article of people making money and, and all of these different uh, uh, industries popping up uh, all around crypto. So not surprised. Um, yeah. Let, let us know, chat. Let us know what is your biggest holding in crypto. You don't have to say dollar amount. You don't have to say how many you have. What cryptocurrency do you hold the most in your wallet? What is worth the most in your wallet? All right. Uh, Loomis for president. Yes. I want to see uh, so anyone that, that is not 90 and understands crypto and is a crypto, crypto friendly. That's who I want to be our next president. Let's move on to some more news. But this time we're going to circle the world. We're going to China. China pilots nationwide blockchain development over real world use cases. The Cyberspace Administration of China, also referred to as CAC, Announced the commencement Hold of it. <laughs> oh, man. It says CAC. It's de C -C. definitely not, not the pronunciation. It's no. not CAC? Okay, no, chat. The CAC, bro. How do you pronounce? No, you can't say CAC. You got to say something. Chat, what do you guys think? Right here, CAC. Is it SAC? Is it CAC? Is it CAS? What is it? It's CAC. I'm good bro. with SAC or CAC. I don't care. You don't call the SEC SEC. Come on, bro. You can. I've called it SEC. You've never called it SEC? Get out of here, bro. Yes, Donnie has. See? Robbie, you just got to get with the times, bro. Uh, the, How about the, uh, the CAC the, announced? The Bureau of, uh, what is it, the uh, FBI? The FBI. 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 All right, anyways, the CAC announced the commencement of an in-house effort to expedite blockchain development and innovation across 15 zones and 164 entities. Scroll down here. Uh, don't know what the hell this says. The key areas of blockchain development include manufacturing, energy, government data sharing and services, law enforcement, taxation, criminal trials, inspection, copyright, civil affairs, human society, education, healthcare, 
trade finance, risk control management, equity market, and cross-border finance. Try to say that 10 times fast. Also, the Chinese government continues to show interest in related ecosystems, including blockchain and NFTs. NFTs. So, China banned crypto. They send all the miners bye-bye. And here they are wanting to bring blockchain into their country, into their everyday lives of the people. This is a smart move. Obviously, blockchain can make everything more streamlined, everything more efficient, more cost-friendly. And uh, we have the second largest economy in the world. This is what they're doing. So I like that list they have there, though. You know, manufacturing energy, blah, 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 blah. You can see all the different ways that blockchain technology can positively impact our lives every single day. Uh, whether that's healthcare, law enforcement, I mean, everything. I'm telling you guys, this is going to be the biggest shift in, in lifestyle and just how things operate in the world since the industrial age, right? Since manufacturing and since we're able, able to manufacture and not build everything by hand and have actual manufacturing plants and this and that, it's going to be the biggest since then. It's going to change your life. It's going to change our lives for the better. I'm super excited. Robin? You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited about opening up the club here. Man, let's we, get some. Let's get five more people in. Here. People in okay, here. Hold on, I gotta check something, bro. What's up? We got ten. We got ten of you mofo's in here, but only eight likes on the video. What yeah, the man? What the actual? Your boy, your boy trying to open up the club in here. So y'all need to stop bullshitting. Uh, get some friends in here. Log in on an extra tablet or something. I don't know. But once we get to fifteen people in here, we gonna open up the club, baby. And if you're not familiar with it. Hold on to your seats. Does anyone know Chef Murder? Because I feel like I don't. Some of the things he says, I'm just like, uh, so, I, th I think it's in reference to the uh, cack. I know, yeah. but what what the call? So uh, Simon said caca. Hey, uh, you know what? It's probably a probably a little bit better uh, pronunciation at caca. It's more representative of what 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 it is. Where's Dfib? Where is Dfib? Dfib, where are you at, bro? You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, Robin's sad. I am sad. Bromance is on. Mm -hmm. Bromance is real. All right. Mm, anything defense. else? Anything else you want to add, Robin? Before we move on, I didn't even. I didn't even get to say anything. Well, you talked. You talked about man. the article the whole the whole the whole way through. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing with you. So, <laughs> nah. It's obvious. Did you see this coming, or is this kind of a surprise to you? I, I'm actually surprised. There's a timeline. Me too. Uh, I, here's the thing. All countries, in my opinion, are going to adopt blockchain technology. It's more efficient. It's faster. Even if you don't believe in Bitcoin, you don't believe in cryptocurrency, like you're, you're not a fan of the private industry running uh, monetary policy, you can't deny that the way that we do things right now, where it takes a bank three days to process a transaction and to send it over here and it costs money and you got to get an intermediary, you got to get another, another company to verify it, and then you're storing this on a server that's easily hackable, like nobody's in disagreement that the technology is fundamentally faster, cheaper, and smarter than what we have. So at bare minimum, each country is going to be like, Hey, uh, let's, let's upgrade. It's the same way as They're like, have to, it's They're the same, it's the same exact way that, that, uh, the government agencies went from filing cabinets to data storage. 
It took a while. It's not like every single. It's not like the FBI and 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 uh, immigration and every single department all of a sudden was like, oh, the internet's here, and they just throw and burn all of their files and then put everything on on databases. It was a transition that slowly happened over the course of time, and it's going to be the same country by country from from the uh, the structure and the rails and everything. It's just way more efficient to do it this way and china they have a little bit more control over things it's a little easier for them to pass laws like in the in the u.s would and then just any democratic um system it it, there's has to be majority and there's lobbying there's ways that you know you have to go through this long ass process to pass stuff uh now for autocratic uh, regimes a little easier just just like you look at uh, el salvador like hey we want to take bitcoin as a payment there's one dude he's just like that's what we're doing and it happens. And for places that have democracies, uh, I mean, I love our, I love our country. I love our system. I think it's it's the best. But at the same time, it's painfully slow to have any real fundamental change. So when new technology comes out and it just grows like crazy, within you know, Bitcoin's only a, a thirteen years old. Like, so with that said, we little baby. Yeah, and then the first half of the half of its life, everybody thought it was a scam. Now people are like, okay, this is actually. Hella revolutionary. It's way better than what we have. And now, how long is it going to take to to roll over from the old process to the new one? It's going to take a minute. But yeah, uh, yeah. you China. remember when uh, when the the debit and credit card started putting a chip in it, and then just now everywhere you go, they have those machines where you put the chip in. You know, COVID expedited that process because they had the 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 no the 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 readers because. Uh, it was a point where I was irritated with the banks and I was like trying to avoid bank accounts as much as I could. So I was using the tap payment and all this. And uh, anyways, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of places that you could do that. But then after COVID happened with this whole, like, you know, social distancing and less contact and this whole like tap payment thing just exploded, exploded leaps and bounds more so in the last couple of years. And you know, that's how, uh, that's how, Crypto is going to be. What I'm saying is, is you didn't all of a sudden see every gas station have those machines. It was slow and steady. Yeah. Oh, same but thing I'm with you, after, after COVID. That's when that's when they ramped up the the integration of those machines. That's hot. Yeah. All right, let's get into some metaverse news. Apple on metaverse. We see a lot of potential, and our investing CEO Tim Cook says it's very interesting to us. Global investments. Bank Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs have predicted that the metaverse could be an $8 trillion opportunity. $8 trillion opportunity. Just metaverse. So here's my question. If the metaverse is going to be an $8 trillion opportunity, what will the, the cryptocurrency space as a whole, what will that market cap be like? If metaverse is worth $8 trillion, what is the market as a whole worth? What's your what's your guess? Are you talking about cryptocurrency market? Yeah. I don't know. DeFi, NFT, metaverse. See, here's everything. the thing. Everybody everybody correlates metaverse with blockchain. Unfortunately, they're two different technologies. Up, up. DeFib is here. DeFib! What's up, my dude? Everybody, everybody in the chat say welcome to DeFib. Uh, thank you for being late, DeFib, but uh, you know, I'm happy you're here. Happy here. We're only two people away from opening the club, too. Three people. I got two people on mine. So. I got three people on mine. All right, go ahead. 
Welcome, DFib. Don't be late, man. Hold on. What was I talking about? DFib got me all riled up. I'm talking about uh, if the metaverse is $8 trillion. Oh, hey, so everybody associates metaverse and cryptocurrency together. So for me, understand those are two different technologies. The metaverse doesn't have to be built on a blockchain. It's not even, and it probably never will be built on a blockchain. The metaverse will be built, and then all the assets in there and on all of everything that's, you know, there. Basically, think of uh, installing a game on your computer. The game itself is saved on your hard drive, but then everything that you add will be saved on top of it, on top of the base game. So let's just say that you're on level 15 and you have this much health. Then that's saved, and that's saved on top of the game. That's kind of how the premise of the metaverse is. They're going to build the metaverse, and then your avatar, how he looks, all of the NFTs you own, you know, all of this, it's all gonna, that's going to be saved on the blockchain. But the metaverse itself ain't blockchain. So two different technologies. And if a company wants to, let's just say meta, for example, if Meta wants to, they can build the Metaverse and then you can run around and do stuff and it doesn't have to be on NFTs. So everybody assumes that, you know, because NFTs make sense. Blockchain makes sense with the integration of Metaverse. But essentially, it's just an open world that you interact with other people and then you customize stuff. It's an immersive world. So you don't have to integrate blockchain. So for me, I think everybody just assumes, but... I don't know. So when to answer your question, yeah, how does that affect? Efib said fifty trillion. How does that? How does blockchain's eight trillion dollar market cap affect cryptocurrency? My first question would be, how integrated is blockchain into the metaverse? Very. If that's if that's the premise, I don't think it will be. I think it will be. I think Apple and Google and all of these companies, I think they are going to build a metaverse and they're going to try to monetize as much as they can without giving so much power to the people. Because basically, if you let other people own assets, you're kind of cutting out the profitability of these big companies. Facebook, Apple, Google don't want to share their profits with their users. They don't. It's not. It's not. The, it's not a beneficial model. Now, do I think it'll get there? I think. I think maybe. So, what I believe is that that's going to be their intention, and whether or not they're successful with it, who knows? But I think a project like Decentraland, for example, they will go fully NFT, fully blockchain, and maybe that is something that entices people to go there. Maybe, maybe the value that you get from that metaverse is leaps and bounds better than you have from the centralized version and that'll just draw the users over there and then apple and google and all these other makers can have no option but to compete by offering nfts themselves so um i'm curious to see how it shakes out but the growth of metaverse is going to help the uh, crypto space so i think metaverse needs to be on the blockchain honestly just to integrate all the cool aspects of the metaverse, you know, the NFTs, the collectibles, virtual reality, or not virtual reality, uh, virtual land. I think it would be so beneficial for the metaverse to be on the blockchain, 100% of it. I, I, you know, if you had an option, you have a fully built out Decentraland or a blockchain based uh, metaverse, and then you have. I agree. Non- I agree with you. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, meta, but I you agree going? with you. Don't, don't take my narrative as like. Oh, that's how it should be or whatever. I'm just I'm just looking at the greedy corporations and the way that they have run shit. And now all of these big players are getting into the metaverse. And I'm just afraid they're just going to do exactly what they did before. 
They're going to run their Instagram, their Twitter, and their Facebook, and all of these platforms that they run from top down where they just make money and they just sell your data to other companies, and you're just the sheep. Those those practices, I think they're going to try to carry them over, and that's kind of scary. And they've been very effective at capitalizing the market in the social uh, media space in that business model. So I think they're going to follow that business model when they make the metaverse. Now, it makes sense and it's fundamentally better. And I hope, I hope and pray, I hope that they get the uh, metaverse integrated 100% top to bottom of blockchain. It makes sense. And it's like, please. But big business is big business. They're cutthroat. And they don't want to share the profits. Yeah. That's where I'm getting at. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. We're continuing on to more metaverse news. Metaverse mortgages are here. You can buy virtual real estate with a mortgage. So now a company is offering mortgages to buy virtual land in the metaverse and NFTs can be used as collateral to secure said mortgage. The name of the company is TerraZero Technologies has just provided the first ever metaverse mortgage. It was already used to buy virtual real estate within the metaverse. It is it is also here that you can run your NFT collection by the mortgage broker to see what you can acquire using your stash. TerraZero will hold the land NFT as the registered owner until the loan is paid back. But here's a cool part. As soon as, let's say you get a mortgage, you buy virtual land. Even though the land is not yours, you can, just like you buy a regular house. The house isn't 100% yours, but you can live in it, make changes to it, blah, blah. Same thing with, with, with yeah, the virtual you, land. They just hold the title until, until yeah. you pay off the mortgage. So, so um, would you, chat, would you guys get a mortgage to buy virtual land? Robin, would you get a mortgage to buy virtual land? So this is how I look at it. I look at a mortgage as essentially a 15 to 30 year investment. So first of all, you need to ask yourself, is this a 15 or 30 year investment? Do you believe in this project will be here in 30 years? If the answer to that is yes, then sure, why not? If the answer to that is no, then no. And I mean, it's, it's that simple. Because if you're taking out a mortgage, that is a long term investment. If you take out a mortgage at, on a home, it's physically built with wood and windows and all the jazz. You know that no matter what the market does, you still have that house. But who's to say that the protocol, who's to say that that protocol won't shut down? Yeah. Who, I mean, I, I get it. It's kind of like that same narrative where like Bitcoin could go to zero. Obviously, it's not. It's established enough. But can you answer that question when it comes to some of these projects? I mean, I obviously would feel the most comfortable with Decentraland and Sandbox. There is no way on this earth I would open up a mortgage on anything outside of those two projects. And even then... Outside of Decentraland and Sandbox? Yeah. And even then, if you think about it, what happens if Meta and Apple and NVIDIA and Samsung and Disney World or, or Disney, Disney World, if they all have metaverses and they're all successful, how profitable do you think Decentraland will be? Do you I know, mean, can it, they compete? Maybe they'll be the front runner. Who knows? But what I'm saying is like from a risk assessment uh, point of view. I don't feel comfortable investing in something that small in comparison to the competition. Apple, Google, but they, Disney. But Decentraland has the first mover advantage. Y- yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. 
What do you mean doesn't matter? Of course that matters. So you're willing to pull out $200,000 and take a loan that's 30 years to pay off for, for, uh, for Decentraland. And you think Decentraland is that At much of a secure bet. You think Decentraland is going to overtake Apple, Google, and Disney. Well, we don't know yet. But yeah, but that's what, I, that's what as, I'm saying. You don't know. It's a big but, risk. But as of right now, the answer is no, I wouldn't do that. Exactly. But I wouldn't do it if it was Meta or Apple either. So I would. I would. If there is massive market adoption, if Meta's, uh, if Meta's Meta, uh, Metaverse looks anything like and has the adoption of people the same way that Facebook does, absolutely, I'll pull, I'll, I'll pull out a loan. If it's if it's three years in and there's a billion users on on the on Meta's Metaverse project, absolutely. Do you think? Because that project ain't going where it's like Facebook. Even though people aren't even using Facebook right now, at least in our country, it's 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 for more boomers now. It is. What you laughing at? So, Facebook is for boomers. Do you use Facebook? Sometimes. Well, yeah, exactly. No, I'm just saying that the the, I get the shift in social media in our country uh, with the younger generation is moving away from Facebook to other products projects. Would you and, guys go to Disney Meadowland? No, I don't know. I think it'd probably be cheaper than going to Disney World. Yeah, but probably. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Ride virtual rides? I want to meet Mickey in person. I want to eat those waffles. Waffles? Yeah, the Mickey those Mouse waffles. waffles? Never had them? No. All right, we're going to move on. MicroStrategy to host its second Bitcoin for Corporations conference. The NASDAQ-listed software giant will have a two-day virtual event to educate large businesses about the merits coming from putting Bitcoin on their balance sheets and many more initiatives related to the cryptocurrency. There's a direct tweet from Mr. Michael Saylor. We also refer to him as Dada because he always picks us up when we're down. He looks at us and said, says, sons and daughters, we're going to be okay. Dad's got you. And this is what Michael Saylor is doing to us in our space. Uh, he tweeted, if you are a corporation interested in integrating Bitcoin into your product, services, or balance sheet, join us next week. You will hear from experts in Bitcoin strategy, treasury, accounting, law, technology, trading, custody, payments, and banking. February for, oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow and the next day. So it also said, uh, obviously, Michael Saylor will be among the speakers. Joined by Jack Dorsey, the CFO of MicroStrategy and the head of communications at Lolly. Lolly, Lolly, Lolly. So, what was that? Lolly, Lolly, let me see you. Up that mighty main body, blue body. Anyways, sorry. I'm, I'm a very music intrinsic person. I, I don't even too, know what I, I said. Not, that made not, sense, but. Uh, they actually did this, um, Michael Saylor so, did this. We're, we're, we're an LLC, so technically we're a limited liability corporation, uh, and this is for corporations only. Are we allowed to go? Hold on. We got a new person in the chat, Robin. Robin, give him, hola! Dario's. What's up, my dude? Dario's galore. I love it. Love the name. Welcome to Sin City Crypto. Welcome to the fam, baby. That's right, baby. I'm David. That's Robin. We are co-hosts here. We need two more people. We're going to open up the club. Make sure you subscribe, Dario's. Can you, can't, you, you can't be dropping a subscribe. That's like that's like DG? that's like going on a first date trying to say I love you to somebody, bro. Mario's, can we call you DG? <laughs> we like to give nicknames around here. Speaking of nicknames, where's HP at? I don't know. DG, if you're good with DG, Dario's, let us know. We'd love to call you DG. If not, 
Uh, let us know what else you like. We like to give nicknames out to our people here. But um, anyways, what I was saying was, so we're an LLC. So we're a corporation technically. And it says this is for corporations only. Are we allowed to, to go to the conference? Because oh, I, I will buy, already, I'll buy the plane ticket right now. I already booked this. Oh. yeah. No show tomorrow or the next day, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, we're going to show. No, but what I was saying was, is he did the same thing last year and it garnered a lot of attention. It was very successful. So he's doing it for the second year in a row. This is great. Michael Saylor, man. This, this Between him, President Bukele, and Jack Dorsey, these three people are single-handedly pushing mainstream adoption for cryptocurrency. Uh, I love it. I want to see more of it. I'm interested to see what businesses and what corporations are going to attend this event. Wouldn't be surprised if Apple's there. Obviously, you know. Well, the last year, they, they streamed a lot of the information from the conference and it ended up being for uh, good talking. Points, oh, so. Dario from Liberty. I'm sorry, Robin. My dude, what's up, bro? I went to high school with Dario. In, uh, uh, Liberty High School? Liberty High School, yeah. We graduated in 2007. What's up, my dude? Welcome, bro. We DG, I like it. Lo- local Vegas? Local Vegas, man. Hey, Dario, you ever want to come hang out in the studio, bro? Check out the studio. Let me know. You, you're, we're friends on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. We'll yeah, we gotta uh, here. sit down over here on his red couch over here. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll couch. chill, bro. We'll make fun of Robin together. We'll listen to Donnie's Kermit Muppet ass voice over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, why don't you let why don't you let our people hear what your voice sound like right now, Donnie? Come on, let, let him hear. It. Yeah. What's going on, Dario? It's like uh, we don't know if it's uh, one of those people where they had that throat thing because they smoked too many cigarettes or because uh, like, you sound like the, the, the frog. you know the dude. Uh, the Tasmanian Devil, remember that one? Tasmanian Devil. You know he's like, blah, 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 and he like spins and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, let us move on. Well, anything you got to add to this article, Robin? Before I go I, on, to the I, next all one? I want to do is add two more people to the chat so we can open up the club, baby. The club is here. Open up the club. Oh shit. Okay. okay. Uh, uh. All, right. all right. Well, the club's not open yet, but here's what is open. Justin Bieber's legs? book <laughs> is open. This dude. Okay, so he just bought a board ape for $1.29 million. He paid almost five times more than what the floor was for the board apes. And the ape he bought is this one right here. Is it even rare? It's a, it's it's pretty common. It's a common floor ape. Is this supposed it? to look like him? Uh, I don't know. He's got no hair. He looks sad. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, a Canadian singer purchased a Board ABI Club NFT for 500 ETH. Uh, he actually looked at his collection. He's got a lot of, uh, a lot of NFTs, but most of them are, are garbage. Uh, but here's the thing you got to remember. When you look at someone's NFT portfolio, a lot of the times, new projects will send free ones to these influencers in hopes that they'll talk about it, tweet about it, help them with their marketing. Uh, and he holds 340 Ethereum in his wallet along with, uh, I want to say, over 700 different NFTs. And the floor price when he bought it was 104 Ether, and he bought it for 500. And yeah, here, he has 619 NFTs from 49 different collections. So let's take, I figured it would be kind of, uh, kind of fun to see uh, which one he bought and what it kind of looked like. And so we go to Board Ape Yacht Club here. Oh, so that picture of the one he had, was, that wasn't it's the one? It's the one. one. I just, okay. you know, I, liked, I want to show the transaction. So, and you can see how, the, to me, the, the, the insane part of this is you have an NFT 
that the floor price is over 300K. And look at the liquidity. Six minutes ago, someone spent 400K. Seven minutes ago, someone spent 300K. 30 minutes ago, someone spent $377,000. So for something that's so valuable, it is extremely liquid. And if we scroll down here, we try to find the one he did. You know what, actually? Here's, a, here's an easier way to do this. We're going to search. I believe it was number 3001. Yep, there it is. So owned by Justin Bieber NFTs. It was bought two days ago for 500 Ethereum. And check this out, my friends. This guy, Vibes Museum, bought this board ape nine months ago for a quarter of an Ethereum. He flipped a quarter of an Ethereum to <laughs> 500 in a matter of nine months. Now, please be aware this stuff is not, doesn't happen all the time in the NFT space. Why doesn't it? Because there's just so much shit out there. There's so much out there. You just never know which one's going to pop off. So always with NFTs, they're way more volatile than regular cryptocurrency. So always proceed with caution. But um, this, is a, this is a scenario of just your NFT is worth what someone is willing to pay for it. Question. What? Are you a Justin Bieber fan? You, I like Justin Bieber. I think it's cool. Would you buy a Justin Bieber CD? Or say no one say buys CDs anymore, Doug. Well, okay, you can still buy an album online. You know, would you would you buy an album? Hold on, better question. Would you buy an album anymore, or would you no. only sign up for a streaming service? Only streaming. It's interesting. I'm, I'm, and then, and you know, a lot of people have those uh, old school record players, or you know, the vinyl. Yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm a technology driven person. All my stuff is streamed. All my stuff is downloaded. But here's the thing. The the artists are getting the short end of the stick when it comes to streaming. So if you want to support your artists and you and you truly enjoy their music, it would be <laughs> advantageous of you to what are, what are you laughing at? Did I miss something in the? Uh... So <laughs> we got a we got a fucking comedian here. Dfib said Justin Bieber went to prison and wrote "Free JB" on the wall and found out the hard way that his cellmate was dyslexic. Mm. You get it, free BJ, free JB. Ah, yeah, Robin's a little slow, yeah. guys. So I had to yeah. bring it on. Dfib, great joke, bro. If you got any more jokes like that, man, hit us up. You know, always, always loving comedy. So, yeah, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about this? Five hundred Ethereum for a board ape. I think he's just he's just trying to get this clout. Is, this he's is throwing money of, out just to be like, look at me, bro. This is the case of I have so much fucking money. I don't yeah, know exactly. Do it. Yeah. Oh. I guess again, people always say, "What gives NFTs value?" Utility gives a value. And what is someone willing to pay for your NFT? That's so what, what, what is your favorite uh, Justin Biebs song, bro? Um, like that yummy yum crap. And I was like, baby, baby. I'm just kidding. You know what? Really Since favorite. we're in the YouTube space, dude literally got his career started with YouTube. So uh, at least in our industry, you do got to tip your hat. Biebs. Yeah. And honestly, man, for someone who was in the limelight, as you know, he's Canadian, right? Age, yeah. As literally the article said, Canadians, Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> this guy. So Two more people in the, in the at, chat. Let's at go, At such a young age, for him to be in the spotlight and not turn out all cracked out, like 
some of the people you Who you think's better looking, me or Justin Bieber? Uh, definitely not you. Uh, you know your boy. <laughs> yeah, your boy. Your boy looking sweet. About you. <laughs> no, how you doing? <laughs> All right, we're getting into our next segment, the market analysis. If there is a specific project you guys want us to talk about, let us know. We're having malfunctions over here. There's a project you want us to talk about. Let us know in the chat, in the comment section below. If you want to know entry point, exit point, what's this project about? Is this a good project? Is this a bad project? Is Robin ugly? Let us know. We'll answer all those questions for you guys. All right. No, no more intro. We're just going to roll right into it. I'm going to pull up my laptop here. We have CoinMarketCap pulled up. We are up 1.72% on the day, currently sitting at a $1.75 trillion market cap. Bitcoin, 38.6, up 2.6%, 7% on the week. Not bad. So if you have, ooh, ETH is pumping. If you had ETH as part of your blockchain parlay, you're looking good right now. Because over the last seven days, we we're up 14%, up 5% just on the day. And the markets are moving since this morning, bro. Yep. Uh, Tether, <laughs> sitting right at a dollar. Um, and then you have BNB up 2.79%, sitting at 3.85. Cardano, dollar five. Solana, 98 bucks. Uh, you're not a fan of the, or if, you've, if you're not a fan, if you've watched the show, we've lost our hope. We've lost our, what's the word I'm looking for, Robin? We've lost, uh, our co-host? No, we <laughs> <laughs> We are don't believe in Solana. And we are Bitcoin. don't. We are don't believe in. We are don't believe in him. We don't believe. What's wrong with you, man? Drink some coffee, bro. My coffee. You're out of it today. Safe Moon. We'll look at Safe Moon. Uh, anything specific about Safe Moon, Dario? Let me know. Uh, and then XRP, sixty cents. Terra Luna, fifty-one dollars and fifty-one cents. This thing crashed hard. Which one? Terra Luna. It's up 9%. No, no, it, but it, it crashed hard. It got all the way up to, I believe, 105, 110, and then... Oh, uh, you mean from the all-time? Yeah. Big, big dip. So let us I, know if you're Simon buying Terra Luna. Simon wants to take a look at AVAX as well. So, Ooh, one of my favorite projects. So, and then we got Polkadot back in the top 10. Said, Doge, get out of here. I'm back. Avalanche. We're up 14% over the last seven days, up 3% today, sitting right under 70 bucks. In my opinion, anything under $80 is a great investment on Avalanche. Uh, if you're holding Avalanche, let us know in the chat. Also, uh, what do you want to know about Avalanche, Cy? Simon? You want to know an entry point? You want to know an exit point? What do you want us to take a look at, my friend? Let us know. But while you're doing that, I will pull up the Avalanche chart and we'll do a little technical analysis. So this is the one-day chart pulled up on Avalanche. You know, your boy's favorite technical indicators. We have the Bollinger Bands. What are you doing, Robin? Just chilling, bro. We have the Bollinger Bands pulled up here. Um, still, if we zoom out here, we're, we're, we're still in a bearish trend here. I mean, we kind of bottomed out right here around 58 bucks. So not too far off the bottom. But uh, we are kind of trending towards the upper band of the Bollinger Bands. So... If we get there, we're looking at 102 bucks. I don't think it's very likely in, in the sentiment of the market right now. And you can see we have been making lower lows and lower highs. So we'll see. If you can break above and stay above $94, and then next target is going to be or $117, then maybe we'll say the bull is back. But 
currently bear market nothing's changed uh polka dot it's on sale yes we are big polka dot fans here at, at sin city crypto uh dario you holding any polka dot let me know uh oh simon wanted ta there you go my friend uh safe moon so who in here you're such a clown bro you're such a clown you spent time drawing that when you could have been talking You know what, Robin? Go ahead, man. Take over. What do you want to talk about the markets, Robin? Bitcoin, look at you, baby. Let's go. <laughs> 38,000. We are on the come up. Who needs TA when you have market sentiment and Rob sentiment? Let me tell you something. We are on a, we are on a trajectory to the moon, baby. Get out of here, bro. You see that block, baby? So, uh, no, big fan of Cardano. Uh, let's see. The chat says... Um, Avex, they want to know about AVAX, Safe Moon. Uh, Chef says, what about FTX? Uh, he's, uh, I guess that's his parlay pick. And then uh, James wants to know about Zillica. So, oh, Zillica. Let me take a look at that one. So I was actually looking at this one. So this is so right outside the top 100. Uh, it's at 113. If you're not familiar with Zillica, Zillica, Zillica. Uh, it's a blockchain designed to offer high throughput with the ability to compete, or sorry, complete thousands of transactions per second. Uh, trying to solve the blockchain trilemma like every other new project says they're going to do. Um, so yeah, haven't done in-depth research on it, but I know that you can buy it. Let's, let's see what the, the markets look like, where you can buy Zillica. Yeah, it's it's pretty liquid. Yeah, Binance, Binance US. There's KuCoin, Huobi, Gate, Bitfinex. Sorry, Bitrex. Uh, Coinbase. Where? Where do you see Coinbase? Oh uh, no. What is that? What Coinbase. is that one? Coin what? Never mind. Oh, never Coinex. mind. Coinex. Yeah, no, never mind. It was that one that looks like. Oh, Coin One. Yeah. Coin One. Never mind. Dario said he's hodling polka dot. Great job, Dario. If you haven't already. Or if you're not staking Polkadot, I recommend staking it. I stake mine on Kraken. I get 12% interest. They pay out every seven days. And there's no lockup period. You can literally unstake it, whatever you want. Sell it. Liquidate it. Can we get like a plug for that so we can get some kickbacks when our uh, viewers sign up for that shit? Uh, Yeah. I think I can set something up. So, um, yeah, You guys make money. We make money. Everybody make money. We're all happy. You know? Yeah, we're making money. Let's look at some yeah, yeah. of the uh, top movers in the market today. Biggest gainers, biggest losers. So, biggest gainers, Decentraland is up almost 18%. Damn! We are tomorrow almost finished with our Decentraland deep dive. It's going to be, it is probably, well, not probably. It is going to be by far the best video, best deep dive video we have ever done. It is, came out really, really good. Big thanks to Sean again for helping out with the research. Um, so make sure you stay tuned for that. That's why you want to make sure you ping the notifications. So as soon as it gets posted, you'll get notified and then you can go watch. Yeah. We're, we're basically one deep dive away from popping this channel off. So when you guys see these deep dives come up, if you, if you want to help this channel grow, watch the video from start to finish, not once, but twice, and then drop a like and yeah, because uh, once one of those videos go viral and we're really up in the quality, so really excited about its potential. Uh, so 
if we don't if we don't hit a home run on Decentraland, we'll hit it on one of these projects. So uh, if you guys could watch the videos, put some comments in there, share it, like it, uh, because uh, I think that's our ticket to success, baby. And then uh, as far as SafeMoon, <clears throat> if you're not familiar with SafeMoon, they're a DeFi project. They essentially give you rewards. They call them reflections for every transaction. So if someone buys it, someone sells it, they pay a tax. Some of that tax goes to the current holders in terms of reflection. They also have liquidity and uh, they, they burn tokens. So it, it's an entire ecosystem. They've been around for a while. SafeMoon got a lot of heat in the beginning saying it was a scam project, but it has been around. So it yeah. is kind of scammy though. I don't know if it's scammy um, because it, it does have some utility. Now, if the only thing was, so this, uh, this project called Wonderland or Time, right? That one is definitely, a, that one's literally a Ponzi scheme. When you take money from new investors to pay rewards to current investors and you provide no other service, that is literally a Ponzi scheme. I mean, that's basically what SafeMoon does. That, no, no, no. They, they actually have a wallet. You can, you can, you know, buy, sell, exchange, just like a DEX uh, from the wallet. So they have some utility. There's some service See, provided. I'm so tired of this, like, these crap coins coming out with a wallet. Like, it's some revolutionary technology. And be like, guys, we're not a meme coin. We have a wallet. Every exchange has a wallet. Every single exchange has its own wallet. Any, look at KuCoin. They have 10,000 different freaking wallets for all of their assets. So to tell me you have a wallet as though it's some revolutionary piece of technology nobody's ever come up with. There's hardware wallets, there's MetaMask wallets, there's Trezor. Yeah, the, but, like but you, specific projects don't have wallets. That's what I'm saying. Like just because certain projects don't have wallets, your your selling point is like, hey, uh, we we have some amazing, uh, we've got some amazing things you can do with our, we, we have a wallet. Like, what is that? It's a wallet. Exactly. That's all it is. It's not, it's not anything revolutionary. And this whole narrative, like, like well, what's it do? Well, it's got a wallet coming. Like, like, bro, it's the dumbest thing ever. Okay. It doesn't do anything. Dario said, is it worth taking out a loan buying land? Like a Decentraland land? Or are we talking like actual just virtual land in, in any sector? He said, uh, SafeMoon is legit. Do research. They're almost done with their own blockchain. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Now, SafeMoon might have started off as just a reflections, liquidity, blah, blah, blah. But like we saw with Shiba Inu, like we saw with Doge. I don't think, think SafeMoon's going to make it through the bear market, bro. Oh, you don't? Nope. I, I think it definitely is. I think it's going to fizzle off into the... Into no. SafeMoon. No, Safe I think Sh SHIB will. SHIB and Doge Safe, and all that, but... Safe, I, yeah, I, Safe Moon, I, I think it's gonna is gonna bleed out. No, you're wrong. Safe Moon will definitely make it. So, uh, but the problem is, you know, it, it has been successful. It, it's been it's been staying around, and people are investing in it. But now every new project is trying to mimic it, and those are the ones that fizzle out. Those are the ones that end up being rug pulls and scams because it's very easy to just launch a token, and the only thing you have to write in the smart contract code is, hey, every time there's a seller a transaction just pay some tokens to the holders so we'll see um but i definitely think it's a legit project uh, a lot of people saying it's a scam i don't believe it's a scam um but robin robin outside of the top 10 robin thinks everything's a scam i think you're a scam yeah okay doing the show with you is a scam <laughs> I should do the show with someone else um i think uh 
That's it, man. We That's didn't it. we didn't get to open up the club today. Damn though. It. Kind of upset. But we'll try again tomorrow. We got some a uh, couple new people in here. Dario, thanks again for checking us out, my friend. Uh, hit me up on Instagram if you want to come check out the studio, hang out with us. Also, make sure you guys like the video, subscribe if you haven't already. Blockchain parlay, baby. How are your picks looking? How are your picks looking? Are you happy with your picks? You know, maybe what we'll introduce in the future, maybe next week, is come Sunday, you can change one of your picks. Robin, what do you think? Absolutely not. Whatever you pick, you're set. It's a one week, baby. Can't get a two-day freaking uh, head start. Hell no. Okay. Fair enough. All right. That'll do it for our show today, my friends. Hope you guys had a fun time. We always enjoy being here with you guys, bringing you all the latest cryptocurrency information with a Sin City flair, as I like to say. So, Robin, got anything else uh, else to add before we uh, log off? Nope. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Peace.